spoken lately. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I haven't dreamed of that moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I haven't dreamed of waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass for more years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins, where it all came from, since I held up that cape. For the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Ambien's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional material. Spoken Label. Hi, it's Andian from Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up at the beginning of 2016 and records show it started off really as a one-off podcast chatting to writers poets and artists. Over time it became monthly, then weekly and occasionally nowadays it goes on back to a more regular basis. To date I've done over 330 sessions and I'm always looking for new poets, writers, artists, singer-songwriters, general interesting creative people to come onto the podcast you can find this on all the usual networks over Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Podbay and dozens of others. But it does have a central database of spoken label, which is all one word, dot bandcamp.com. Obviously now, to help me with the running costs of this podcast, I'm always grateful for any kind of donation to assist me with it. You can even do the donation through the Bandcamp page by putting in a fee to download one of the free podcasts or send it over to my PayPal to aen1mpo at yahoo.co.uk My email address again is aen1mpo at yahoo. Dot co dot uk. Enjoy the podcast. Take care. Bye. Spoken label. Hey guys, Andy and Spoken label. Back in the house on a Sunday afternoon. I'm still full of a cold after a week of it. So we'll see how we go today. And if I get coughing fits, I do apologise. But I want to get this gentleman on with me today. I've been speaking to him for a couple of weeks now. And kudos to our great friend Alter who's obviously she's a fantastic writer, a fantastic lady. Love chatting to all because she's got so much energy about her and she likes referring writers to me and people that she's become friends with and she thinks I'll get on with. So we've got, we're over to South Africa today, to the wonderful town, Cape Town. The gentleman I've not met before, but he's got a wonderful name because people will know my brother's called Gavin as well. So anybody else, I've got a writer called Gavin. I know he's a great, great guy. So we've got the fantastic Gavin have I got this right, Gavin? Gavin Prinsloo, is that right? Prinsloo. Perfect. Absolutely oh. perfect pronunciation. Good. I wasn't sure them a second because people will know uh, how good I am at pronunciation. It's usually fucking dreadful. So I've got it for right for once. Now, <laughs> okay, Gavin, over to you, mate. Obviously, people that don't know you, first of all, mate, tell us a little bit about yourself as a person and where all your creativity came from originally. Because I'm the bio I've got of you, this is quite a story straight away. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, I, I won't get too much into the bio, but I'll give you the bare bones uh, on the creativity side. Um, in 2020, 
um, I lost my business. Uh, basically, my, my life went for a headlong crash. Okay. And um, I ended up with uh, mental issues, et cetera, et cetera. I had a nervous breakdown. Um, I was discovered they were bipolar and all kinds. You, you know, the, <laughs> it happened to so many people over 2020. Yeah, it was a horrific but, time. Um, we're, we're, people are wondering. It was horrific. Yeah, we're talking about lockdown here, aren't we, and COVID. So, oh, yeah, terrible. I know from chatting to our mutual friend Alter, I know what she went through. And I remember mm. her telling me at the time when they couldn't they couldn't leave the house more than 10 minutes or they completely placed the army exactly. chasing you back. Was that similar to what you went through in Cape Town, was it? Exactly the same. Um, it was a rough time that, that, that opened up my eyes in a lot of ways. It woke up a part of me that I, I'd forgotten was there, to be the truth. Um, I used to write as a, a youngster. And uh, the very first story I ever submitted in school, tell you that story, mm. uh, was a was a war story that I derived off one of these little ball, little comic books oh, yeah. you used to get. Yeah. I devised a whole narrative around this thing, and I submitted it, and uh, the teacher loved it. And then the kids started to nibble me and nibble me. Yeah, you know how it goes. And uh, to, to be honest with you, I wasn't a child with much self-confidence, and it, it actually stuck. And I thought, hang on, if this is what's going to happen, I'm not going to write anymore, which I didn't. Um, through the years, I've dabbled with a little bit of poetry, et cetera, but not, not to the extent I'm doing now. Now, 2020 was, I call it my gateway. 2020 was the time where something opened in me. Um, I went through a very, very heavy depression. And then I found a group called Dark Poetry Society on the internet. I was, I was, I was bad, put it that way. And um, I, I made a couple of friends, and we started chatting. And then they said to me, "Why don't you try and write some poetry? Have you written poetry before?" I said, "Yeah, I've written, but I'm not very confident in what I can write." So I remember very clearly at three o'clock the one morning, um, a gentleman by the name of Carl Butler, one of the co-owners. He said to me, send it to me and let, let me have a look at it. So I, I, I conceived a poem. I'm not going to say which, which one it is now. I've written over 4,000 poems since 2020, so remembering all of them is an issue. Um, so I sent it we'll to come him. We'll in a minute, yeah. Good grief. <laughs> um, so I sent it to him and, and he read it and he said, but this is actually quite bloody good. Uh, so I it. So I said, okay. And there it started. The floodgate opened, the gateway opened. And yes. then it went on like that for about a year, almost a year, yeah. It, it, it became a catharsis. The writing became a catharsis for me. Um, I could open up myself to in ways that nothing else could open me up. It, 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 nothing could give me that sense of fulfillment, that that, that total expression, uh, as what a piece of paper and a pen could give me. Okay, I could write what I feel. I could write what I think. <laughs> it just made sense to me. Things started to make sense with poetry. Yeah, about a year went on, and um, eventually Carl got back to me. He said, Gav, you know, you, <laughs> you need to make a book with all these poems that you're writing. Because I was writing like four or five poems a day and submitting. Uh, and I thought, okay, fine. It's a thought mulled over and mulled over. And, and eventually, you know, I thought to myself, a couple of months later, you know what? He's right. Why don't I just do it? Just for the hell of it. So uh, I had a, a friend of mine in the U.S., um, also from the poetry groups that I've made. I've not, I won't mention his name. I haven't asked his permission, so I won't mention his name right now. But um, 
I approached him and I said, listen, can you help me with the formatting, etc.? I want to do a book. I said, with the greatest pleasure. He sent me the format um, on the Word documents. I compiled the book. I sent it to him. He said, well, this is all I need. <laughs> Nothing needs to be changed. I'm just going to do a couple of little corrections. Um, and he sent it in to me again on a PDF, and I loaded it onto Amazon. That was book one. It was actually that quick, was like this. Wow. I sat back and I thought, gee, hang on. <laughs> What was I so nervous about? And then I started to promote it. And look, I didn't expect it to sell, to be very honest with you. I sold 60 copies of that first book. To me, that's a massive achievement. Through the years, I've sold 60 copies. And uh, I thought, you know what? I've got so much material. Let's do another one. Then I did the – I love writing mythical stuff, deep mythical, um, godly kind of heavy Dramatic poetry. I love that too, besides all the others. And uh, I, I took all my poems from the, the myths, gods, and legends, and I compiled that book. I sent it off to him, and I said, right, mate, here's the next lot. And, bang, that book ended up on Amazon. And uh, the, the following year, I decided, now, okay, I've got a lot of erotic poetry or relationship-related poetry. What am I going to do with this? I said, hang on. Put it in the bloody book. <laughs> I put everything in the book. Best way, Best way, yeah. And pop there, there, Eros awakened, woke up. Okay. Um, on top of that, uh, I made a good friend, uh, Red Saunders. She's a, a graphic artist or photographic artist. Uh, she lived in Pretoria or lived in Pretoria. Now I'm down in Cape Town. I've never met her, but we became very good online friends. So a lot of her work, because she used to send me photos and say, listen, this is what I've done, and this is what I've done, this is, what do you like this, you like this? I said, you know what? This belongs in a bloody book. <laughs> I called her and I said, listen, Red, um, how would you like to publish? You and I do a joint. So she said, great. And then she just discovered she's got stage four cancer. So that book became not just a collaboration, it became something a lot more. It became a legacy. It became her legacy that she wants to leave behind. Something to remember by. Um, she's still ill, but uh, she's coping. And I write a lot about her. I use her a lot as my muse as well. I've actually just written a song as well, which I've submitted to a, a musician friend of mine to put into music and to verse. Um, that was a poet or a poem originally, which I've I sent to a friend of mine in, in, in New York, and I said, listen, I've made friends in amazing places. I would never, for me to have said this a couple of years back, I'm you know, oh, my buddy in New York, my buddy in California. What? I, that was not me, okay? That has become, yeah, I think you do is. I've become I'm, so globally aware with so many you do, people. You do, the internet, I think, really took off a lot of people over lockdown. Because like it was, I, you find, I don't know what you're like with some camera. I certainly hadn't used Zoom much before lockdown. I knew of it. Yeah. I haven't really used it. I've case spoken label like this. I've chatted to people of all corners of the world now, everywhere. There's nowhere out of bounds, and it does it. I think it brings the world close, doesn't it? When you get into the internet like that, like it does. It reduces distances like it's nothing. Um, people that you would never have made contact with, you've got direct access to, and it's not a case of having to go through a procedure to get to them and meet them through a whole complicated setup of overseas and that's long distance away. 
case of sending a message, hi, can we chat? It's that easy. And yeah. that is really what lockdown did that. So yeah. my, my point on that is, I've yeah. written quite a few poems on the two, is the lockdown had a very, very detrimental effect, especially on me, me personally, looking at my situation. But it also opened up a lot of doors that weren't there before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people were put in the same situation. They, they had no choice to react the same. And it, it's, I've, I've made bonded friends all over the world like I would never have imagined. I, I've got 2,800 followers on my pieces of my mind. Uh, Excellent, mate. Most of those people I know that have contact, daily contact with. So the, 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 it expands your horizon so much, social media. That it's, it's actually it's 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 a, not a minor miracle; it's a major miracle. If it wasn't for for that kind of contact and that kind of motivation, I probably wouldn't have written any books. To be honest with you, I wouldn't have written poetry. To be honest with you, so yeah, I thank lockdown. I say thank you, lockdown. Thank you, government, for locking me in the house for two years. I really appreciate it. You've done a lot for me. Yeah, but it's um, a lot to me as well. Yeah. It, it, it really it meant a lot to me. Um, I've also discovered that I, I, I'm unlimited by genre. It's wherever my imagination takes me is what I write about. Yeah, I'm going to ask you about that next, yeah. Because obviously your books themselves, you don't just stick yes. yourself straight to poetry. I know you do lots of flash fiction as well, don't you? So, yes, I love flash fiction. I, I would sit at home. In fact, I did it last night. I made a little video for TikTok with a with a brief little little poem, and a, a and a flat fiction piece with a with a narration, and little graphics, and whatever comes into my mind, it's almost like I've got a pressure at the back of my head that's pushing forward, and when it pushes, I've got to do something about it. I've got to write it. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. I can be I can be sitting talking to you, and that thought is already the back of my mind and circulating. When I'm finished with you, I'll. I'll I won't even take a piece of paper. I'll go on notes on, on my phone and I'll stop tickling away. My poor thumbs, they've taken a hammering over the last few years. But it's mostly done on my phone. All my books are created on my phone. My videos are created on my phone. It's, everything is on my phone. So my thumbs have been ultra busy. But um, it's, it's a flood of creativity that has woken. And I really don't know where it comes from. I don't. I, I cannot sit and identify it. Uh, my psychologist has told me it's probably an accumulation of all my trauma I've gone through for my life. It's opened up doors that I would not normally have allowed it to open, and you've allowed it to come out. Yeah, no, I've gone. It's, I think it's the crunch point is yours is quite a common story, I think, in some ways. Is certainly in my case, I've been writing one way or another since I was 10, and I'm 50, 50 yeah. 52 now. But yeah, I exploded at me around about what 08 09 it did. And then went a different way and began when I came diabetic at 11. And that, I think yes. you a lot of the, the sort of thing, you need to have the trauma first of all. And if people read your, your bio on Amazon, it goes through what your trauma is massively. But it does like, but I think when you've cut, worked that trauma bit out of your writing, that's when it often gets interesting. I mean, cause then it's like, where you're heading to next? And yes, what you? I knew your bio said you were 2020, 21, you were 1,400 pieces. I didn't know you'd now done 4,000. And that's absolutely I'm it. up to 4,000 at the moment. To, to be honest explosion. with you, 
to be very honest with you, Andy, I've been counting it tentatively and inaccurately. It's close to 4,000 or just over 4,000 because a lot of the work that I've done, and you're going to say I'm a complete idiot for doing this, I put onto social media directly. That's no, the no in my mind. No problem. I'm it out there and I say, there it is. Okay. And very, it's been so much, I haven't been able to save it all. I'm currently going through Facebook back to 2020, wow. looking to find all my old stuff and copying it over and putting wow. it on notes. <laughs> and I've, I've done about 1,900, nearly, well, close, that's the 2,000 pieces. That's including that in, in the book as well, in all the books. Because remember, I've got, I've got, I've, I think out of all the books together, it's something like 380 poems so far. I, I don't make thick books. I'd make thin books. Thick books. I don't think people have got the patience to read thick books of poetry. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't. It's, it's a funny one, Mark. I, obviously, the book I've got yours, your third book, is about the length I would normally aim for, don't you? Perhaps no more mm. than 100 pages. And, and I know people, I know two people actually bought books out that go on for 700 pages per poetry. Too it's, it's too much. Because poetry, it's too I much. think. Now, it's for me, and I wonder your opinion is, Gavin, as well. You dip in and out of it, I think, a lot of the time. It's not a book like a novel to read from A to B or whatever. So, yeah, definite. Yes. Um, I'm actually busy with a novel now as well called Dispossession. I was going to ask you um, about that today, because I did notice yeah. that. Tell us about that. Um, I, I've done about three chapters. To tell you to tell you the truth, it's a whole different ballgame. Um, oh, it's yep. a bit of a nightmare for me, because I have terrible... ADHD. Okay. Oh, blimey. Being... Are you trying to oh, write a novel man. with that? Oh, good God, mate. Oh, <laughs> I don't envy you, mate. Don't envy you. Oh, you wouldn't God. know this because obviously you don't really follow me on social media, but I've just put my first novel out. And that right. took me 50. Gonna, I'm going to swear now, folks. So I'm going to write adult, adult podcasts. It took me 15 fucking years to write the bloody thing. <laughs> so I'm, dyspra I'm dyspraxic. Uh, yeah, I'm dyspraxic. It took me 15 fucking years. And about twenty-five drafts. The, the, the poetry right? books are so easy because the materials there already. It's not <laughs> a case I have to create to fill the books. I've got the, the material. I, I've got to select the material to put in the books. But when it comes to a novel, the the, the entire storyline you've got to refabricate, and it's it's like taking a hundred poems together and trying to get that same motivation where you wrote each one with that same kind of energy. Oh God! Yeah. I find it's impossible to do. It's very difficult to do. So I've done about four chapters at the moment. Um, it's going to be about between 400 and 600 pages. It's going to be a, a wanger of a book. Yeah, slightly. Um, it's, it's, a horror, it's a horror book, horror, broke, classical horror kind of uh, uh, a book about angels and demons. And uh, oh. I'm not going to say, yeah, it's a, I'd say if you want to look at it, you know, Good Omens, yeah, I do. I'll running running in a line, not not quite, slightly bit, but running in the lines of good omens. It's similar kind of, of, of setup. Oh, not bad. Uh, that, be. be. What I know you, Gavin. Is. What I know you, Gavin, it'll be a hoot, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way of putting it. No, right. Yeah, no, good, good luck, man. Definitely with it. So now obviously people wouldn't get themselves off. We need a couple of things we need to clarify here today as well, I think. Yeah. Obviously, like dim when you had this big rush of poetry, trying write poetry, had you read much, much of it before then, had you all? Or did it all just come? No. Yeah, no. so it's obviously when the explosion started. 
And I know you're chatting to a lot of writers now, aren't you? So it's been like that. That's where it all started from later in your life, isn't it? You're right. That, that, that's actually a very interesting question that you asked there. Uh, it's a question I've asked myself. Um, I have not been a great reader of poetry. I'm a great reader in the sense of reading books or was. So when social media came out, God help us all. Um, but poetry was not something I really focused on. Um, it's, a, a, it's a genre that really didn't touch me, to be very honest with you. In 2020, after I wrote my first poem, it was only then that I realized, you know what? Whatever it is, it's inside me. Whatever makes people write poetry, it's inside me. Now, a lot of people get very angry with me in the groups. Um, I'm not a poet. I'm sorry. Um, I, I don't use the word poet. When I said poet, we sit my bio too. I put it in inverted covers. Okay. Um, to, to me, a poet is somebody who's earned the title. Who's earned the recognition. You get my point. It, it's, it, to me, it's a little bit of um, imposter syndrome. I feel like a bit of an imposter to actually use the term. I, I'm not qualified to, to be known as a poet. I write poetry, though. I'll, can I cut in on that one? And I, I've got an opinion on that myself. Is like, what do you call this to call a poem, then? Because I'm of the opinion with poetry, it's a creative urge that's come out of you from somewhere. And it then, is, but, be, but because my is, creative urge is just not poetry, it's flash fiction as well, flash stories as well. Um, I, I can't really say that it's just poetry that's that's driving me. Um, like the pieces I'm going to read now. Oh, hang it's, on. Hold, it's, them, it's hold them on to the second half, mate. We'll do it in two parts. Okay? No, no, that's so, right. Yeah. What I'm saying is the pieces I'm going to read today, okay, for yeah. instance, um, it's descriptive. And I love that. I'm, I'm more of a descriptive writer than a person that sits with format and formulate this and formulate that. To me, it comes naturally. I, I, I have a policy. If I write a poem, I write it once. And I don't edit it at all. Once a poem has been written, that's its life. It's taken on its life. It's taken on an identity, and I don't touch it again after that. So a lot of people argue that point with me. Okay, they've got their, their opinion. I've got my opinion. But when it comes to the word poet, I, I do suffer from a bit of an imposter. I mean, I've been writing I've been writing poetry for three years, okay? We've got guys that have got degrees in English that are struggling to, to make books. You get my point? It, it kind of... That's <laughs> what I've got. That's my, my degree is in creative writing. I'll be honest with you. Yep. But, yeah, I, I, know, I know what you mean, as I said, of that one. I've, I've, I've got a matriculation certificate. That's it. I don't have education, but what I do have, there's something inside that wants to come out, and when it does want to come out, it comes out no matter what. Yeah, and it no, comes out in the form of poetry. No, it's fair play with that. No, it's fair play. Said to you like it's, I've done that. When I got my first book together, walking back in 2010, mine's been yeah. coming out of the steady flow of events. Because my last book, because I've, I've actually finished my poetry writing now, so I'm going to go into novels and flash myself more. But yeah, I did 10 in, what, 12 years, and I got a number of yeah. collaboration books. So yeah, it comes and it comes sometimes, like it's out of it. So it's, it you've got to let the muse take you the way you want it to go. So, now, obviously, before it's, it's interesting this because and you told me to humans obviously like your poetry is first draft. Tell us about your approach to writing flash fiction. Then, 
is that same story? Same story, is it? Exactly, oh, wow. exactly oh, the same. Wow. wow. So, um, you gonna, uh, is, is, is your novel going to be the same then? Is it just first draft and most? Yes, story? yes, oh, it'll be a oh, first a draft. Man. I'm not going to be editing it. Okay, a brave man. <laughs> uh, I'm a brave man, but if it's a foolish move, it's a foolish move. That's the way the mind works. Okay? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm teasing you, mate. Don't worry about it. I wouldn't have had the guts all, to do that, but respect him. <laughs> all, all my poetry and all my short stories, all my short flash uh, have all been first draft. Like I said, once I've written something, I don't press that send button until I'm happy with what I see. Very often, I write the complete thing, and then I read it, and I say, right, boom, off it goes onto social media. Or I'll write it, and I say, hang on, that word doesn't fit there. It's coming out. I put that word in, boom, and it's gone. It takes me about between five and ten minutes to write a poem. That's it. I, I don't allow myself time to think. I don't allow myself time to structure it. It structures itself. Yeah, it's been, if, you, I get you completely, but you do. I think the danger I have sometimes, I overthink things sometimes. But you're no, right no, I, that's the one thing I'm scared of. <laughs> the minute I start overthinking something, I screw it up. <laughs> yeah, okay. fair, fair play, mate. Fair play. Um, I'll, give, I'll give you an example of that where I, I sometimes do what you do. And yeah, it's respect to everybody. There's no, there's no right, no wrong way of anything you're doing this. Mm, like um, Amanda, my wife, she's done some traitor writing teachings. I taught her how to do that a bit back. Yeah. And she did a workshop fairly recently. And I was given, I remember this, two minutes to write a flash, write a story. I literally two minutes and I fly in and I, as an exercise. And it does, I think sometimes I, if you strip your mind like that, and you, the poems you write is the right way some of you're doing it, is like, say, five, ten minutes to do it. If you give yourself, yeah. say, some like two minutes to write a flash fiction piece, I've got my tablet in front of me. If I can get, I know where I'm going with it immediately, you can get it done in two minutes. And I think sometimes yeah. you cause that time is straight. I think it can work sometimes to get really good pieces. I, I, I think <laughs> I think in I think in that case that you're describing the story actually writes itself. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what because I have to your happen. mind has got the basic idea, and all you're doing is you're putting it down. That's it. It, yeah. it formulates itself. There's yeah. nothing involved whatsoever. That's how I yeah. write. Yeah, I'll read out to you off mic later because it's not part of this podcast. The story I'm on right. about. You can see what I did in two minutes. That's definitely. I agree with you. Yeah, we'll do that later if you might promise you so. Right, okay. Um we need to I think now before we move on to part two today, I know you've got a few announcements you wish to make, haven't you? About four poetry books. Obviously you've bought three out to date and you were telling me off yes. we know we know about the novel already. <laughs> That's just started. <laughs> Now, this right. might get you there, killed. There. This won't get me killed. This may get you killed, the mutual mutual friend of ours. <laughs> I'm speaking ahead of myself here. Yes. All right. Um, to tell you the truth, um, <laughs> I worked on it last night. Book four of the pieces of my mind um, is coming out now in, in December, January. Um, volume five, six, and seven are already in, in progress. There's... Works in progress. Whoops. And um, I've got the dripping dawn of the dripping a little sorry the dripping light book. I'm doing with Alta with, with the dawn um, poems. That's coming up early next year. Uh, I wanted to get it up by December, but I'm being realistic. Um, I do a lot of narrated videos for the Red the Red Saunders Cancer Fund to raise funds in that, and it's keeping me very 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 busy. That is, so uh, that is. time is very limited at the moment. 
uh, we need to get funds in. So my my writing has very much taken a backseat. I'm still doing it. It's all on the sideline. Um, and then volume five, six, and seven will be spread throughout 2024. By December, hopefully by December 2024, I want to have at least eight volumes out of pieces of my mind. Okay. Then what I'm going to do, I know I said uh, I, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do a, whew, what would we call it? A collection book. So volume one to volume eight in one book. Wow. A bumper wow. edition. Wow. Bumper. Good grief. Oh, fair play. Fair play. Are you going to do then what writers do, the collected poems? You're going to put some exclusive material in there as well, are you? Just lure people. Yes. What I'll it. do is I'm going to spice it a bit. Um, of the of the eight volumes, I'm going to I'm going to make a bumper, and then I will do a exclusive section as well, but mainly on short stories included in that book, and that's to give me more of an introduction into the short story writing. Um, at the moment, it's mainly been flash stories and and poetry, but I would like to introduce my short stories in that bumper edition as well. So my 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 dream. And I worked out the total of the, the material I've got on hand. My dream is in the next five years to have about 25 books out. Respect, mate. Okay. Respect to that one. Wow. Uh, I want, I want, and you'll see that all the covers, um, I'm very understated in my cover design. I don't like fancy, fancy. I like a big, the book must speak for itself. I, I think you've seen the cover. I design all my own covers and whatever Amazon has got, I keep it simple. Uh, I, I don't like it complicated. No, it's um, fair play, mate. It's fair play. I cheat because you might have seen the back of mine here today. There's a, the cover of a gentleman in the back of there. That's actually from yeah. my novel. But I've got my, I've got, an, I've got a cover design as my work for me called my wife. Amanda's actually yeah. she's unbelievable cover designer she is. That's why. Otherwise, I'll be honest, mine would probably be like yours. Keep mm. it as not as rough and ready is the wrong word, but keep it as DIY and yeah. to the point as you can. So yeah, no. I blame out of it definitely. So. And then one one last thing I'm going to mention. Um, I actually never mentioned to. Uh, I'm uh, going to mention it anyway. Um, I've got a, a lady here in Cape Town, in South Africa, in, in Durban, that does all my graphics, my videos. Oh, uh, my narrative videos. I want to ask you about that. Yeah, so good She's point. Yeah. Fan fantastic with graphics. So what I have done, I've invited her to write a book with me. She's also a brilliant poet. So we want to do a collab, which will also be coming coming up early next year. Um, I'm not going to mention her, her name except now. It's a surprise, but that's coming. <laughs> when she sees the podcast, she's going to... <laughs> we haven't declared it yet. Good, good, good. Um, so okay, that's another one on top of the of the lot I, uh, I'm planning on, on doing. But that is going to happen. That come hell like water. The one for with Alta, um, that is basically along with the graphic book with her, will be the only two besides the novel that deviate from the pieces of my mind collection. The rest will all be pieces of my mind, like a pure MP. Okay, good, That's... good, good, good. No, it's good. I mean, it's nice. It's great the fact that you're planning so far ahead with everything that you're doing with that. Respect to you because. 
No, keep me informed, definitely. So, right, I think we should tell people, obviously, to wrap up this part of the podcast anyway, is where can they get hold of your books then? All right, I'm currently on Amazon. All my books are available on Amazon, under my real name. Um, that'll be Peace of Mind, Volume 1, um, the mixed genre. Um, then Volume 2, Peace of Mind, will be the Myths, Gods, and Legends. And Volume 3, um, mixed of... of of my mind will be the one you've got, the Eros Wagon. Um, the Soul's Desire, the collab between myself and Red Saunders, also on, on Amazon. I've tried to keep the platform as simple as possible. It makes advertising. I'm not a very rich man, okay, so I keep the advertising as, as low-key as possible. Okay, it's, it's, it's a nightmare. Um, but everything on Amazon, you'll also find um, through... Uh, Barnes and Noble. I know a couple of people have bought Barnes and Noble already, and also here in South Africa, we've got a thing called Take a Lot, and I Want It also sells my books. I've seen it on I Want It, so uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's actually quite a few places you can get the book now online. Good, good, good stuff, mate. So now, obviously, if people want to speak to you through the dreaded word social media, where do you recommend they go? To wrap up with. <laughs> All right. Um, I have got a TikTok page under the name Soul Whisperer. The Soul Whisperer. Yeah, I've got to ask um, you about that before we carry on to the rest yeah. of it because I should okay. ask you before. So this the is best way. Shit the best for brains way, Yeah, tell me, me, tell me where your other platforms are. I want to quickly talk to you about TikTok anyway. So over to you, mate. Okay. Um, the best way to reach me is through TikTok. Because I spend 90% of my time on TikTok posting videos, narration videos. Um, if they want to get hold of me, they can go to the, the Soul Whisperer and then they can just friend me and send me a message on on the Soul Whisperer page. Um, Alta is actually assisting me setting up a web page now. Finally, I've got to get a, a web page. I've, I've got to get it up and running. Uh, once that's going, then I'll obviously advertise that they can reach me on my web page directly. Um, all my content and everything will be on there, including my TikTok videos, everything. And then there will obviously be videos I'm going to be doing. It'll be up for sale as well, like for horror lovers and erotic lovers. And I'm going to be doing a whole spiel there, but that's that's coming still. TikTok okay. has been an incredible expression for me as well. Uh, I started with Facebook and it's expanded now to TikTok. I've done about 400 videos so far on TikTok. Um, um, I've got three and a half thousand followers. There's nowhere near where I thought I would be, hoped I would be, but it's, it's slow again. Uh, not the whole world is not poetry crazy like I am. So <laughs> I just couldn't be it and take it day by day. Um, I have my regulars that, that, that support me. Um, I, I get a, maybe 10 or 15 new followers every week. So it's a gradual build up. It started off at zero. So for 3,500, it's grown quite a lot. Um, I do a lot of, besides poetry, a lot of motivational videos as well on TikTok. Uh, I, ha I call it my brain fart when I have a brain fart. And I'm not in the mood to, to write poetry. I'll sit there with a phone by the window. I have a favorite spot where the sun streams in. It puts everything out of focus. I can't see my ugly mug properly. And then I'll discuss <laughs> a topic that's on my mind. It's normally about mental health and... Um, Situational things, day-to-day -day situational things, the political situation, whatever comes to mind. 
uh, I've done about 14 of them already, besides the the the, the, the readings and narration. I, I do a lot of a lot of narration for the Facebook groups. Um, to tell you the truth, we've raised over 50,000 rand or just under 50,000 rand, my apologies, for Red Saunders, and that's mainly making videos. So what I do with uh, with the guys is say, listen, if, if you've got a book coming out and you want a promo, or even if you just want to put your work out there a little bit in a different format, if you make a $20 deposit into the Backer Buddy Fund, which goes directly to her, I will see it. I'll contact you. You will send me your poem. And then I will get my graphic person to help me set up a graphic. I will narrate the poem properly, <laughs> and we will formulate a proper movie clip of your poetry, and we will send it to you for that twenty dollars. Oh, so we've done about thirty-eight or forty so far. Wow, we've done no. a lot. Um, people no. like Rob Bradley in Virginia, very Rob Bradley. I've done for Keith Sparks. I've done one for him. Um, in fact, I'm busy with the second one now. Uh, there's a bunch of them. Um, Johan, uh, Johan Lee, uh, there, there's a lot of them. And they are incredible in support of this. I have my regulars. And I'm hoping besides the poetry, once it's all phased out and levels out, uh, to do narration work as well full-time. Um, as soon as I've got enough money set up, I'll, I'll get a little group set up and start doing proper narration. Brilliant. But uh, we'll take it from there. Good little bit, definitely, mate. Right, what we'll do is, because I'm conscious of the time here, so we'll okay. wrap up part Perfect. one now, and then we can take a quick break, <laughs> and we will come Perfect. back and do a deep dive on the two poems I don't know. So this is going to be fun, because <laughs> I like to, I always like to kept on my toes, because people are wondering, I was going to get, we we're going to pick out a few poems from Gavin's third collection to do a deep dive on the second half, mm. but we're not doing that now, so this is going to be fun. No, so. no I prefer it this way, because I'll tell you why. I just got more impact. And you actually see who I am, not <laughs> what the book says I am, who I am. Brilliant. I'm looking forward to it, mate. Right, listen, we'll wrap up here, part one. Hang around, everybody. Prepare to be surprised as I will be in the second half. So, <laughs> good one, Gavin. I've enjoyed it, mate. See you in part two. Spoken, mate. Hey, guys, and the end. The amazing Gavin Pritzlew. Okay, Gavin, over to you, my friend. The first one of your poems today. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. Um, this piece is called An Imperfect Image. Um, it is from my fourth volume of poetry of Pieces of My Mind. Um, the title of that particular volume is called Philosophy and Sharp Stones. It basically gives idea into my personal life. An Imperfect Image. Soft upon the eyes. A fleeting moment memorized within a blink. Unfocused. An unresolved image, forever captured imperfectly, burnt into the retina and absorbed into an unknown portion of a blurred thought. Yet the beauty, though distorted, dissolves into this moment. Astral colors faded but saturated into the reality of sight and memory. A pastel montage of imperfection. And in that moment, as the sensitive iris is distended into a pinpoint of immortality by an eye-lidded blink. The understanding is realized that the beauty of reality is as beautiful as the blur of an imperfect memory. 
Fantastic. Fantastic indeed. And what made you want to write this poem? What was the inspiration around this story? I was actually sitting thinking about how we perceive our memories and how we always tend to think of the negative. I've had a hard life. I'll, I'll tell you straight. Um, emotionally as a kid and as an adult as well. I won't pull punches. I've made a lot of mistakes. Um, I've made a lot of bad errors of judgment. And in a way that tends to cloud our appreciation of the present, the, the beauty of the present. Mm. We, we tend to see everything behind us in a fog of bad. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does, mate. It does, mate. Yeah, uh, we 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 correct we we rather recollect the the troubled part of our lives, and we don't recollect the beautiful those little moments of beauty. All right, even a lot of what I've tried to say, a, a lot of the things that have happened to us, not talking about the lockdown, that was horrendous. But within that, there was a kernel. Of hope that is born out of it. There was a there was a change born out of it, which was beautiful. The lockdown was terrible, but the results of the lockdown in some cases was truly beautiful. And we don't see that. We tend not to see it. We harp on those things that continually press us down. We see everything as a blur in the past. We can't sit back and say, Oh, I remember that day. That was such a beautiful day. You'd rather think. That happened to me on that day and that day and that day. Oh, terrible time. And that's human nature for some reason. And uh, I thought I just had to try and express that that contrast. That is a contrast between how we perceive the past, our memory, and our current reality, and how we have overlooked those realities that we could have enjoyed in the past, but don't because we're so focused on the negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. Have you found, as you obviously, with you having such a massive burst of your poetry, so you said you've been writing for a couple of years, but as you wrote so much, as you the way you, I'm not using over the time period on this. Do you look back at some of your earlier work that you've been pulling off Facebook recently from a couple of years ago and are amazed at what you're writing now in contrast to then? Do you think it's changed as a person or have you changed as a person? Yes, to me, it's a growth process. I have seen the growth process. Um, in fact, um, a gentleman by the name of Jeff, Jeff Stockton, one of the poets, one of the groups, he, he made the comment the other day, he goes through my work and he sees, he can see the growth in my poetry compared to what it was like in 2020 to what it is now. It's like worlds apart. Um, and I actually do take cognizance of that fact, but I'm aware inside as well, mentally and emotionally, that there has been a growth. There, there has been a development. I am, I have formulated my own style. I, I live by my own style. I've created my own way of doing things when it comes to writing. And a lot of people like it. And I, I like expressing, I don't, I don't like just writing, like this poem. It's not just a case of writing a poem. It's something deep. It's something integral that is that's inside that needs to come out, an expression that needs to be put down. That's what drives me. Like I said before, that is my driving focus. Uh, it is the, in, the incredibly 
oh, intense need to get it out. Yeah. And you know yeah. what? To me, it's like a weight being lifted off me. When I've written it down and it's out of it, I sit back and I sigh. And I'm telling you the God's honest truth. I sit back in that chair and I sigh with relief. It's like somebody's lifted a load off my shoulders. And very often it's stuff that's been, look, I, I'm bipolar. There's a lot of things that that I've got to make sense of that don't make sense to other people. Okay, or, or make perfect sense to other people that don't make sense to me. So if I can enunciate something, if I can describe something that's going to put the world in focus for me, if that I can understand my emotions, I can understand other people's emotions. But I think that 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 warrants the term growth. Because I would never have been able to do that before. Yeah, no, I get you completely. No, I do agree with you. I do agree with you on that one. So I think as a writer, you've always got to be constantly evolving anyway. And I think exactly. you're definitely that. So, okay, we could be here, we could be here all night, so we better get onto your little piece, <laughs> Gavin, definitely, buddy. So over to you again, mate, for poem number two. All right. Um, this piece will be from uh, my book I'm doing with Alta, the Secure Publishers, called Dripping Light. It's a book about dawn, different... Sorry about the dog bark in the background. Close the blighter. It's called The Eye of Dawn. All these poems have got that word in it, in the title, Dawn, whatever the description is. The Eye of Dawn. A gaze caresses a soulless dream, though the flesh may be awake. A gaze intent upon the window of the soul, till my eyes its gaze will break. A gentle breeze caresses the skin like fingertips of the finest silk. Night fades as time lends itself to its scrutiny in a glow as white as smoke. That would be the backdrop of the sky in the morning. The eye beholds what lies before it as far as it can see here. There is no temptation upon a mountain. There is only what was meant to be. As the gaze erases doubt with fire, I hear the birds greet with a tired song. Upon the horizon, they call to life itself to seek the reason why they belong. Called by the future, the orb ascends in memory it carries away a bygone age. Yet today is no different from ages past. For as the sun sinks in blazing glory, it will turn a blank page. Oh, God, that engine is really, really tender in relation to a blank page. And that was, yeah. it's like you lifted things of off. Day. Yeah, begin the new day or. You're returning back to the beginning, going, it's, could we take any yes. other way that ending? And that's beautiful, absolutely. Such a beautiful, yeah, tender sure. poem, that one. So that'll be, yeah. And I don't doubt it, the rest, the rest of that book will be all that quality as well. And that was absolutely sublime, that was definitely so. It really, really okay. touching. Did you write that one? No, actually, I, did you actually write that at the beginning of the day, did you? It feels like it. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, what happened. Um, <laughs> this is another story. <laughs> Please do, mate. One morning, I, I couldn't sleep. It was about half past five in the morning. And we have, we've got a lovely garden outside there. It's my other passion is gardening. My safe place. 
And I, I made a cup of coffee and I went to go sit outside. It was around about half past five, quarter to five, and the sun was just starting to come up. And I looked at that and I said, you know what? Every day is so much the same, but yet intrinsically so different. Every dawn is the beginning of a new day. But every dawn is also a blank page because that day hasn't been experienced yet. So why don't I write a book about it? I thought, now, if I can do that, how can I do it? I said, okay. I will take 100 mornings. I will get up at sunrise. I'll go sit in the same spot with my cup of coffee, and I'll watch the sunrise. I'll take a photo of it with a date and time. That's going to be in the book. That photo is going to be there with a date and time. Right. And I will try to describe the emotion that that view gave me at that specific moment, that, that momentary burst of, of expression. I'm going to try and capture and see what it says to me. Now, I have an incredible love of dragons, of fable. Okay? And you'll find in a lot of those, dragons be referred to as bringing the sun alive and pulling it up out of the horizon. Okay? I will work that into my poems as well. A little bit of mythology. So I have tried to keep it as true to form at an emotional level, but also try to add a little bit of imagination just to keep it spicy. Okay, people don't want to see the same thing over and over and over again. So each poem is of a different subject containing the word dawn um, and trying to express what I feel at that specific moment of time. Brilliant. No, good luck of it, definitely. I look forward, I definitely look forward to reading that book. When you're ready, when you're ready, we have to keep it really. I'm looking forward to publishing it. You feel like it when you're talking to you today. Is and you can feel you've got that energy about you there, definitely. And it's, yeah, good luck, man, definitely with it. So, right, oh, I know, unfortunately, that is it for today, guys and girls. I want to give Gavin a big thank you today. Yep, and as I, I had a feeling when I first started talking today, I said along, Gavin is a great name, and we've had another, I've met my second great Gavin now, ever now. So, thank you today, Gavin. It's been a pleasure, my mate, pleasure. definitely, mate. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, Alan. Yeah, I hope you get, get over that cold quicker. I am getting over it. So I'm better than I was last week, certainly. So we'll definitely have you on there again in the future. I promise you that. So maybe Volta uh, next time it. as well. Just so me and you can wind up Volta between us both, because I know exactly <laughs> I know exactly how the team's are tease Volta. So anyway, we'll deal with that another day. Listen, mate, hang around anyway, because I've got I've got to read something else to you myself. I've promised you before. So it's been a pleasure, it. mate. Take care, guys and girls. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. As always, Don Carlos says over at AEW Wrestling, stay safe and stay over. And we'll see you next time. Spoken, mate.